This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. Good morning, everyone. Another beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Glad you can tune in. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Good morning. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show. Uh, As usual, got a lot of things to talk about. We're talking about retirement. Um, Today, I want to focus a little bit about uh, the retirement challenges that, that are out there for women. We know retirement as a whole can be challenging. But it's even more so for women as well, because we're going to talk about why that's the case, but then also what women need to do to make uh, and what options are available for them to plan for a better uh, retirement. And so it's definitely something important uh, uh, to consider as well. It's, it's part of the conversation. It's part of things that, that we see happen on a, on a regular basis as we do our educational social security seminars. What I, what I see a lot of times in those rooms or a lot of single women in their 50s and 60s and they're single because they're either divorced and I would dare to say the majority of them more of them are divorced than uh, and some of them are widows so they've lost their spouse so for for a couple of different reasons and it totally changes their retirement future uh, it in many cases it forces them to work a lot longer um, and it, it it's not without its challenges. Now, if they get remarried, it's it's a whole different story. Because why? Well, two incomes are always right. better than one, and so those are the factors that you have to look at. And that first this first segment here, we're going to focus on uh, why why went, it's more of a challenge for women, and there are some specific reasons. First of all, many wives put their careers on hold while they're having children. That's a fact. So they stop, and some of them quit working when they have children and then they get accustomed to staying home and some of them don't go back to work not all of them but some of them don't so what what happened i think that all depends on how well the husband well there's no doubt about that yeah Yeah, there's no doubt but here's what that does so what's there there's a a uh a cause and effect there so what happens is she doesn't go back to work if she doesn't she's no longer paying into social security so in turn she has a lower pia which is a primary, what Social Security calls primary insurance amount, which is the amount that you draw at full retirement age. So she's going to, she could ultimately get a Social Security check. She's just not going to get as big a one. But the other thing is, is she's not contributing any money into an IRA or a 401k. And those right. two together give her a lot less money to, to be able to draw from. And it definitely impacts you down the road if it, at retirement age if you're single at that point because now um, you're not dealing with two different incomes. So we see the impact of that a lot, and there's a lot of different options. We're going to talk about in the second and third segment 
the impact of Social Security, but the options that she has that a lot of a lot of women don't realize is available to them. Because right. just because they were divorced uh, or the spouse passed doesn't mean that they don't have access to his Social Security, and that's a huge part of it. Uh, our listeners know we're 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 huge on Social Security planning uh, or proper planning for Social Security because we see the impact of what it does in retirement income. And income is king if you're in, if you're going to uh, retire comfortably. If you're going to retire, and I say comfortably because that's such a broad statement. But if you're going to retire uh, or just actually be able to retire in any type of level, uh, Social Security, what, 98% of the people, it's, it's a big deal for. There's only the other 2% or so that are, don't have Social Security, don't have access to Social Security because they didn't pay into it, that, that, uh, that it's not a big deal for. Uh, but for women, it's definitely a challenge because you put your careers on hold. You, you, have, you have less to draw from in Social Security, and you have less in retirement accounts. And then on top of that, when women do work, they historically, women earn less money than men, even in the, some of the same positions. With the same um, training, same schooling, they, they learn less, less money as well. And so those come into play. And then a lot of times, if you look at uh, women are more likely or uh, to work part-time versus full-time. So, you know, society has, uh, has evolved over the years in that, you know, what, 20, 30 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, for sure. Women, it was, it was not uncommon for women to, just to be stay-at-home all the time. But that's not the case anymore now. It's, uh, and it's not a necessity, too, but uh, in, in a lot of cases, the cost of limit, living... Um, but women are twice as likely to work part-time. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, women work in industries that don't offer retirement plans at all. So if you're working for a company that doesn't have a 401k or some type of retirement plan, many times you're even less likely to contribute into it as well. And then that so there's there's a lot of obstacles here that that uh kind of puts the woman behind the eight ball so to speak in in helping her to be able to retire now we're talking about women we we realize there's a lot of women that are married not not all are single uh when you're single it just compounds the problem because you only got one source of income coming in but there are different options you have so if you're married or you're even remarried you still have another option. It's always good to have those two sources of income to come in that really helps um, to, to make things a little bit easier because it, it just costs so much money today. Whether you own your home, whether you're renting, all of these factors come into play uh, as to, and then are you going to continue to work part-time in, in uh, retirement as well? But these are the things we want to focus on So uh, for, for women because we definitely, and men, you know, you say, well, this doesn't pertain to me. Yeah, but it really does. Because if you, if, if you understand and are aware of the circumstances that your spouse could potentially be in, don't you want to do something to protect her in the event that you died early? And we, we see that. We see a lot of women that are, I've seen over the years, quite a few that struggle when the spouses die 
prematurely, and uh, they don't know what to do in a lot of cases. They don't know what options are available. And that's why I really think those Social Security seminars help a lot of people uh, because they get to see what, what options and even though they're married right now and they're drawing money, uh, there's two incomes, the, hu- the husband dies in two years. You still need to understand that you do right. have a, a, an option. You've got some choices to make now. Are you still working when that happens? So, so there's a lot of factors that go into it as well. And, you know, retirement is about planning. Wives, women, if, if you're one that is taken off of work to have children, that, that's that's a wonderful thing, but recognize you you might want to consider how you're going to have to make adjustments and prepare accordingly in the future, depending on how your husband, what his job is, how much money he makes. Uh, don't be shy about contributing money into an IRA for you. If you're under 50, uh, you can contribute, uh, I think it's uh, it's 6000 6000 Yep. For and if, you, if you're over 50, it's 7000 7, Yeah, for so, 2019. Right. So even if you're a stay-at-home wife, hey, take 6000 contribute into an IRA for you. You get a $6,000 tax deduction. And now you're starting your own IRA. If you can't do six, do what you can do. If you can only do two, do two. If you only can do three, four, whatever you can do, do right. it. Start something uh, if you've decided to be a stay-at-home wife. And if you've gone back to work and, you're once again, your company doesn't have a uh, 401K or an IRA, take some of your money and start contributing to an IRA to prepare yourself as well. And look for a company that does offer a 401k yeah i mean especially if you got an education you graduate from college you got something you know benefits are a deciding factor for that's right don't don't go to somewhere and stay there and then realize hey i don't have any and we've seen that yeah you you don't have to necessarily settle for that right find something that that has a match that's contributing at least has a match and and don't stop just at the match so if they match three percent that doesn't mean you only contribute three you're still saving money and saving taxes on your money. Contribute as much as you can. Uh, and then as you get older, continue to increase to where at some point you're hoping you're maxed out on your right. contributions. And then when you get over 50, those really step up uh, to some nice contributions. And when you're over 50, a lot of times kids are gone. Um, circumstances are different as well. We're going to head to our first break. This is going to end our first segment. Um I want to get you to write our number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it's a call in to set up a time to discuss some of the things that we're just talking about here. This is very. This is a, an important subject, uh, challenges for women. We've talked about some of the challenges. We're going to talk a little bit more about the challenges on the next segment, but we're also going to focus on some of the solutions as well. Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. We'll be right back. Be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, This is our second segment of the show today. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Um, A lot of the things that we're talking about pertain to, even though we're talking about today, about the retirement challenges for women, it definitely uh, pays for a man to listen as well so he can better situate his wife in the event that he he dies prematurely. Write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Also mentioned about the podcast. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, if you missed the show or you only catch in certain segments of it, we, we have podcasts that are on our website, and there's other places. You can go to uh, – we have a limited amount on the website. It's firstsecuritywealthmanager.com. Um, or you can go to iTunes, um, Spotify, Apple Music, and and in the search, just hit First Security Financial, and our podcast will show up. And uh, each each uh, week we update that; they get uploaded into that every week as well. So it's just a different way to go back and listen to particular things that we talk about. Maybe you thought you heard something and you wanted to make sure you get clear clarity on it you can go back and listen to it over and over this way or uh, if you like many people they all have headphones or earbuds while they're cutting grass while they're doing different things you pop it in and you can listen to it uh, in those time periods as well just just a good way to to, to uh, focus in on on some of the uh, the issues about retirement that we talk about but we've talked about these challenges for women we mentioned how they make historically have made less money <clears throat> they have less money in retirement accounts, and they have smaller Social Security checks in many cases. Uh, and they a lot of times work in industries that don't offer retirement plans. And then here's a, a big clincher as well, as if we didn't know this, women live longer. And so if they live longer, that means they're going to need even more money in, in retirement. Uh, and unfortunately, there's been a rise in the divorce rates for women and their uh, men, women and men, obviously in fifties and sixties for couples, and this is ideally the time that most of them are planning for retirement. So the divorce rates have have jumped up in that time period, and so what happens just at a time where you got two people that are having <clears throat> two retirement checks and incomes and savings, now they're splitting everything down the middle. And then you now you got to look at I don't have enough to retire when I thought I was going to be able to retire. Right, and it, and you know you hope if that happens, it's not uh, it, it's uh, it happens before you retire, so you can work actually longer longer to, to help your situation. But it doesn't always work that way. So so if there if if you're now you find yourself with half the assets. Now here's what happens. What a lot of wives, what I've seen, John, and you tell me if, if this is not what you've seen as well and our listeners as well, a lot of times if the house is paid for, the wife wants the house. And I get that as well. In a lot of cases, yep. Yep. And not Especially all. Especially if they still have kids <laughs> at home. Well, but if, if they're in if, their if 40s and 50s. If 50s, I'm talking about a, a little bit older group. Okay. Most of the time, there's no kids at that point. Doesn't mean they hadn't come back these days. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know yeah. it. But the reality is, weigh that out. Don't just do it from an emotional standpoint. Because I've seen situations where the wives take the house, and they get the and the husband. If he had a pension, they forego part of the pension. The pension is the key. If the husband's got a pension, don't walk away from it. Don't ignore it. You need to take a piece of that pension, and that's the reality of it. If you if you're not getting a piece of the pension, uh, you're not understanding the true value of a retirement plan. And and you know that's that's what a Social Security check is. It's exactly, a pension. That's right. That and you've paid in most of, you know all of your work in life. That's exactly right. So there's there's other options you want to you want to consider, and I'm not trying to tell you. 
uh, one or the other, if it's done fairly, you, you should split assets down the middle. middle. Now, if you take the house and the house is paid for and it's $300,000 house, let's say, or two fifty, whatever it is, so you got 300000 so that means he's got to get 150 somewhere else. If you've got cash money, now you're going to give him a cash of 100 Most of the time I see that comes out of the 401K. Or it comes out of the 401K, one or the other. Um, and there's a trade-off either way. So I don't know if the house is always your best option. It's, it's something that gives you the opportunity to, to feel a little sense of normalcy. You staying in your same house, I, I get that as well. Uh, but you got to look at the whole picture. Before you say yes to the house, you got to see if there are any other assets. If you take the house and there's only enough assets left to give him his share and you have nothing else, I don't know if the house is that important at that point. That's You know what I'm saying? And I have seen instances of that. The wife got the house. The husband walked away with the 401K, and she really didn't have a whole lot of money. Well, then you have to start looking at, well, if I'm going to retire in five years, do I, is my Social Security and my income going to be enough to even allow me to stay in that house? And you say, well, if it's paid for, well, you still got property taxes. You still got insurance, uh, flood insurance, upkeep. Sometimes you just can't afford a house in that instance. So those are things that have to be ultimately considered. But I think one of the biggest things that I see is the the rise in divorce rates are if the spouse passes away. This and we'll always come back to Social Security first. Understand if you if you're married for a minimum of ten years and you didn't pay a whole lot into Social Security, the spouse, even if you're divorced, and this applies to men and women, even if you're divorced, you have the option to get a spousal benefit. And you don't have to get his approval. <laughs> he has no say in this. You just got to go to the Social Security and prove that you were married to him. That's either married and divorced or right. divorced. And so what happens, you get a spousal benefit. If you wait to your full retirement age, which for most people today that we sit down with, it's, in the, it's 66 and some months. Or if you were born in 1960 or later, like myself, it's going to be 67 is your full retirement age. So if if you wait to your full retirement age, and if you have a Social Security report, it tells you on there what your full retirement age is. If you wait to your full retirement age and yours is not that much, you can take a spousal benefit and get half of what his PIA is. Whether he waited to 66 or not is irrelevant. So you have the option to get half of that. Now, if you go sign up and you're drawing off of your benefit is more, then Social Security is going to you're going to get the opt for the higher of the two. Unless, and I'm going to throw muddy to water here, your birth date is January 1 of 54 and before that. So if you were born December 31st of 1953, Three. then you're grandfathered in. The Bipartisan Act that passed in 2015 went into effect in 2016, still allows you to grandfather in to what is called a restricted application or file and suspend. You have those opportunities. And so 
if if you if you were in that born in that time period and you're not drawing social security and you're divorced or you're a survivor you have some options i would strongly encourage you to give us a call we can run a maximization report to show you what options you have it's not just a matter of going sign up okay and it's also determines if you're still working if you're drawing a, still drawing a paycheck whether he's passed or not it, it may not be advantageous to take a survivor benefit because they limit you how much you can make and if you're making more than that it makes no sense to to sign up for social security as well right. uh, you're limited if you're between 62 and 66 and let's say 66 your full retirement age you're limited to making uh, $17,640 per year. Every $2 you make above that, they take a dollar back. And it doesn't matter if it's a spousal benefit or survivor benefit or if it's off of your own Social Security number. Social Security, that's a straight-out penalty if you, if, you, if you draw it in those time frames. It, it, now, if you're not working at all, and you can't work or you're not going to work and you've got other sources of income and you go ahead and sign it, it might make sense. sense. But before you do that, you need to stop. Ask questions. Ask questions. Make sure you know what you're doing before you do it. And make ask somebody other than your brother-in-law or right. Uncle Bob that may not know what they're talking and about. How, and when we do these workshops, how many times we hear people, well, so-and-so told me this and so-and-so told me that, and we did this and we did that, and they didn't know what they were talking about. I hear people all the time say, well, they tell you to, it's, it's your last eight, ten quarters that you work determine how much you make. No, it's not. It's your 35 highest wage earning years. If you worked 45 years, they take your 35 highest paying years simple as that that's what it's calculated on and then it's based on your full retirement age and then at what age you sign up for it those are the other two major factors not the last five or ten quarters now those last quarters that you work for most people are their highest some of the hires i mean it does count it counts but it's it's not the sole determining factor that that many as so many people think it is as well what is a big deal is is the uh, spousal benefits and the survivor benefits. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So you wives, if you're listening, we know there's some retirement challenges. We want to discuss some more of them and the options that are available to you. So tune in for our third segment. If you want to give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to our third segment here of today's show. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. We've been talking about retirement challenges for women, and there are a lot of them. Some of them might pertain to you, but circumstances change. They don't pertain to you today. They might in a year or two years down the road. Write this number down if circumstances are such, or you just want to know more information about spousal benefits, survivor benefits, maximizing Social Security for women, this is a huge thing. There's a lot of moving parts, and you need to understand how those moving parts uh, impact you. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Or go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Uh, spell out the word first. All right, so we've been talking about spousal benefits. Um, now, if you're married, one of the ways that we encourage women um, if they're going to draw Social Security and you know the husband's 
even if you haven't paid in that much, it's not going to be that huge of a check, or if it is going to be a decent check. I always encourage women to draw their Social Security first. So if you're not working, and this is the key, if you're not working, go ahead and sign up at 62-63 and draw yours. And the reason for that, if the husband's going to allow his to go longer, and many times that is the case, if he's older, even if he's the same age, he's saying, no, I'm going to work to 66-67, let his roll up, keep going, getting bigger. And what happens is, is once you draw, you can only draw off of yourself unless he's drawing. You get a higher spouse. You could get potentially a higher benefit as, as a spousal benefit. So what happens, wives, you go sign up at 62, 63. If, you, if you're drawing three, four, five, six, whatever you're drawing, and then the spousal benefit kicks in six, seven years down the road, now you're entitled to a higher benefit because you get a spousal benefit it wasn't available until he started drawing and so what happens with that is if that takes three years four years five years whatever it takes you are able to draw a smaller check for those number of years now the key is if you're limited in your retirements in your retirement accounts and in the if you're disciplined enough take that money and save it or invest it and put it in something so down the road you'll have even more money when you both fully retire it just depends who how you how you do it the ones that i see that save the majority of it wind up doing better i've seen a lot of them they take that extra money and they work it into their budget and now they just spend it each month and then down the road they find themselves in a more challenging position why because they don't have enough money they they went through it so right and i you know every and it's not to say that they just spend thrifts but the circumstances may may uh, make that happen um and what also it does wives we we mentioned that the wives live longer in that scenario the wife drew hers young at, at a smaller amount at a younger age uh earlier age that's what and then the husband's rolls up because based on survivor benefits, um, if you if he dies, you're going to get his higher check. And that's one of the reasons we encourage people for the wives to take it earlier. Now, I will say this. If you think your marriage is on shaky grounds and you're not sure you're going to want, you know, your marriage is going to make it. I, I'm not saying you then possibly you may not take it at, at the earlier age. Because if you do divorce, you don't get his check at that point. You 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 you're gonna unless he starts drawing anyway. Unless he starts, and you were married longer than ten years, right? And and you've been divorced more than two years. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some more moving parts, parts to there. there, and I hate to say it in those terms, but unfortunately, sometimes uh, I, I've sit down with people that marriages are, are fairly shaky, and they let you know that in in some cases. So. Uh, but the spousal benefits, and just just hearing what we're talking about, I promise you there's a lot of moving parts, and you need to understand. Uh, if, you're, if you've divorced your husband, and you've been divor- you were married for at least 10 years, and you didn't pay in that much to Social Security, if he's of age at 62, at minimal of 62, if he's eligible to draw and you're eligible, you can get a survivor, excuse me, a spousal benefit at that point, whether he's drawing or not, as long as you were married for 10 years and you've been divorced for at least two years. You can do it that way. 
Uh, you can take a spousal benefit, and he doesn't have to give his blessings on it either. It's not based on on right. On he, that. he won't. He doesn't even have to he know about to it. No, it's will. not going to impact how much right. he gets or, or anything like that. So, but if you do it that way, then you can only make seventeen thousand six hundred and forty dollars a year. And that's for the year 2019 and 2020. It'll be a little bit higher. They adjust it for inflation. So you can only make a certain amount. For some people, that's fine. They're not making it. If, they're, if you're working a part-time job, then you can, you can draw the, the right. Social Security benefit uh, as well. Survivor benefits. Now, even if your husband here, and this is not uncommon that we hear, that the husband remarried, and now he has two, maybe even three wives that he's been married to for more than 10 years. Well, they all three can lay a claim on this survivor benefit, but then Social Security has what they call a family amount or a family benefit. So there's a formula that they use to determine. If you got three or four wives and been married to you 10 may years, not get all you may them. not get the full, right. his full check. But if you're if if you're uh, even and even if you were divorced from him, this is where a lot of why. So if you divorced him ten years ago, but you were married for ten years, you didn't remarry, and he dies, you can go back and make a claim on that uh, survivor benefit. So that surprises a lot of people. They don't real. Why? They don't even know. No, I mean, they, you, they have no, no idea, idea they could do that. that. That they can do these things as well. And it's one of those things, if you don't ask, Social Security's not going to knock on your door and say, hey, hey, Betty, uh, you, did you know that uh, Bob um, died and you have access to his Social Security? Because some of them have no connection. Now, if they have kids, it's a whole different story. They know what's going on. Going on. Because the kids are. Yeah, but they had no dead. kids. They moved to another state. He you may, you may not know anything about, about it. it. Right. You, you may, uh, you know. I had a lady that came to one of our social security seminars. She was 67 years old, had been married for over 10 years. Her and her husband had been divorced for a number of years. Now, her birth date was 52 or 53. So she was grandfathered in. They were divorced. So I told her, she says, what should I do? I said, you should have signed up for social security a year ago and taken because she was 67. I said, at your full retirement age of 66, you could have taken a spousal benefit off of him, taken the spousal benefit, and let her Social Security benefit roll up to 70. That's called a restricted application. If your birth date is not January 1 of 54 or before that, you can't do it any longer. It's been taken off the table. You mean after that? Before. Before. January 1 of 54. Of 54. If it was before that, you, you can. But if it's after that, you can't do it. Right, history. right. Okay. So if it's January 1 of 54 or before, you have, you can, you're not, you're grandfathered in. Right. And being able to do a restricted application as well as a uh, file and suspend scenario. Right. So in this situation, she immediately went and signed up at 67. Social Security went back six months and paid her six months of those checks well, and gave it, which was nice of her. Yeah, that was pretty I didn't think good. they would do yeah. that. Uh, and now she's drawn 1000 a month. She's retired, and she's living off of other sources of income. She has a small pension, and it's, it's sufficient for her. But at age 70, her Social Security amount at age 70 is going to be over 3000 a month. It's going to get a nice little raise. Right, because... When, when they divorced, she went to work, 
and obviously she worked in 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 a job based on her credentials she was making good money uh and so she's going to retire with a decent check that by itself is enough for her to live on just the social security not counting her 401k money uh that we've uh we've helped her with as well but i promise you when it comes to social security there's a tremendous amount of detail the survivor benefits are even better uh so if a wife in the fourth segment we're going to really focus on this part of the survivor benefit uh, and the solutions that you can have with that and this makes that 401k money because you need 401k money and put it with the social security to give you the sufficient income we use specific vehicles for that when we come back we're going to talk about the vehicles we use to help supplement social security and for a survivor benefit if your spouse has died and you're not yet taking the benefit what options you have available to you give us a call 1-800-858-3029 that's 1-800-858-3029 we're going to head to our final break we'll be right back all right welcome everyone to our fourth segment we've been talking about retirement challenges for women so and there are a lot of them there's a lot of retirement challenges period but the mud waters really get muddy for women as well um we've been talking a lot about i I think one of the biggest areas that that women need to educate themselves on and especially if you've been divorced or if you've uh you've lost a spouse in death you really need to before you go sign up for social security understand what you're doing what you're doing uh and and because you can make some mistakes here as well or you can just leave money on the table as well uh write this number down if you have questions pertaining to this 1-800-858-3029 that's 1-800-858-3029 it's not a call into the show but it is a call into the office uh to see if we can uh, definitely answer your questions and help you pertaining to the Social Security Maximization Report, retirement planning as well. Or go to our podcast. You can go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Click on radio, and it'll show you some of the podcasts from the past five to ten weeks of shows. Or you can go to Spotify. You can go to uh, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, either one of those and click in first security financial and the podcast will come down as well so we've been talking about the options so let's say you're a you're working your spouse passed what do you do okay if you're still working remember and your income is over seventeen thousand six hundred and forty dollars it doesn't matter where the social security comes from if it's off of your number his number you're impacted by how much you can make in that in that year <clears throat> however if you're not working let's say he was a couple of years older than you and he his full retirement amount is twenty eight hundred dollars a month his is what he was drawing and you're 64 in order to get to 28 you have to hit your full retirement age so if your full retirement age is 66 you got to wait two more years before you get the full amount if you take it at 64, you're going to get a reduced amount. Right. You you may only get about 90% of it, uh, but you're going to get a reduced amount here as well. But here's the key. If you're not working, you take the reduced amount. It may be advantageous in some circumstances 
you can, in this situation here, do a restricted application and let yours go up to age 70. Even though the Bipartisan Act went into effect in 2016, it took it away. It did leave the restricted application in place for survivor benefits only. So what would happen is you could draw his at an earlier age. And if it... Even though you take a reduction. Even though you take a little reduction... But you're going to get it earlier. But the whole idea is to let yours grow. So at age 70, if the numbers work out that at age 70, yours is higher than what his was, then it makes sense to do it. If it doesn't, then you may want to wait until your full retirement age to get the higher amount. So these are the the things you need to look at and understand. And people don't realize that planning strategy can be a big deal because that check what you start drawing is forever that's it it's only going to get go up when you get the cost of living with social security right this is a way here that because from full retirement age from 66 to 70 if you allow your social security to grow up to uh, to roll up it's whether you're working or not it rolls up automatically eight percent a year period so you got right. an 8% roll up. That means from 66 to 70 it's 32% higher plus any cost of living adjustments that you would have gotten along the way. So if if in a 4 year period it went up, I mean it, it you you could possibly be 38 40% higher depending on what the cost of living adjustments were. Right. The past 2 years the cost of living adjustments have been 4.8%. It was 2.8 this year and 2 last year. 4.8 in two years. That's pretty good. That's uh, Those are good good increases. numbers. Yeah. yeah. And so the whole thing here when it comes to retirement challenges for women, the other aspect is when you retire, you have to have enough income. So Social Security provides 64.8% of uh, retirement income, household income in retirement. And that's whether there's a husband or a wife. In many cases... We fifty percent of the uh, of, of the population retires with a hundred percent of Social Security, but when you average it with the other fifty, it brings it down to about sixty four point eight. That means half of those half of the people are going to retire with it with that amount, and half of them are going to have a higher amount. So it just depends on a lot of circumstances as well. So to make your uh, retirement more effective, ladies. Now, what do you need to do? You need, on top of Social Security, because Social Security is going to be a big part of your retirement, you need some other sustainable income sources to supplement the income. So at the end of the day, if you're getting a $1,500 a month Social Security check, I'm just picking a number here, and you need 2500 to make it, 30000 a year, Where's the other thousand dollars a month coming from? Right. And really, you might be pleasantly surprised of you won't need this gigantic amount of money to be able to accomplish that. But this is the time now that those discussions need to be had. So you might be able to take and have a hundred 
to $150,000 to be able to get $1,000 a month, depending on your age when you start to draw it. So that just gives you an idea. It's not like you got to have a million dollars to be successful in retirement. And I'm not saying $2,500 a month is a luxurious retirement. But in many cases, we're sitting down with clients, helping them to be able to make it just to survive. I'm, right. You, you understand? You, right. You, well, and that goes along with the Social Security. And those clients, you know, they may only have a hundred to $200,000 in 401Ks. And and so you have to deal, you know, you have to work with with you what they have, right? And that and for them, that gap satisfies their right. their uh, needs in most and a, cases. Thousand dollars a month doesn't sound like a lot, but in retirement, it it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. Then a lot of these people have their homes paid for. They're not living in you know a five hundred thousand dollar home right, either, right. and they live in a nice modest home. And I mean, a nice, modest standard of living, living as well. That's right. You know, you got to live within your means. If you've got a, t- a ton of debt, you're going to probably be working much, much longer anyway. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, if you got debt, even if you got a $500,000 home and you make a hundred plus a year and you so heavily debt it, you're the, not the guy that only has $200,000 in his social security, he Ain't is no living doubt. a whole lot better than the one that's low. Oh, there's no debt. doubt. Simple as that. You still live in paycheck to paycheck. You just get bigger paychecks. That's all. Bigger paychecks, and you stress to the max because you. Got that's not a retirement. No, I that's agree. Right. I agree. The whole purpose in today's show is is to help an awareness for the retirement challenges for women. We know the challenges are for everybody, but they're compounded for women because of the circumstances and situations. And in most cases, guys, if you're divorcing her, I know you're not looking out for her at that point. And I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. But the reality is, ladies, you 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 gotta you gotta have some say so in the retirement process. Understand the how certain things are going to impact you in retirement as well. If he does have a pension, be involved. Be involved with the choice he makes for that pension. And if he if he and what I mean by that, there's a single or joint payout. Make sure it's a joint payout. So when he dies, you get a big portion of it or you get 100% of it. And if, it's his, and if it's his thing is we're going to lose too much money, say, I get that. So let's take out a life insurance policy so to that make, I'll be cared, cared for when you die. That's exactly right. So it's all about understanding the details got to understand the details and how you're going to be impacted and you need to have a voice in that as well write our number down 1-800-858-3029 that's 1-800-858-3029 or the website firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com and go to the podcast on the website you can click on radio and go to the podcast or you can go to spotify uh, Apple Music, iTunes, and click in First Security Financial. Uh, listen to the show in your own spare time as well. This will wrap up another show. We'll be back next week. You have a have a good weekend. Go Tigers. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. 
Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA First Security Financial.